Welcome to the Christian Ministry Church Podcast. We're praying that this message equips and empowers you to live in the kingdom of God. Now for today's sermon by Pastor Tim Brooks. I want to give a shout out to all of those Teen Challenge guys at the New Orleans Center, praying God's blessings on you. You're in a good place and you keep walking with God. We're thrilled to have you joining. And all of those different groups that join us week in and week out, study with us, we're glad to have you. Uh, we are starting. This is lesson one in a 12-week series. Uh, we're going to be looking at Ephesians and 1 John, and the title of this series is The God Kind of Life. We're going to be looking at Ephesians and 1 John and looking at the God kind of life that's revealed to us in these parts of Scripture. Over the years, we've studied both of these. We've, we've looked at these in a verse-by-verse study. This is going to be just a, a little bit different for us. I, I, I'm continued to be puzzled how Christians and, and for sure how Christian pastors can endorse a kind of life that the Bible, our, our manual, our textbook, our God, the Word of God calls cursed calls an abomination, well, how can we possibly think it's now okay? You know, for 2,000 years of the New Testament church, the church has stood on these laws, and now all of a sudden, those laws don't pertain to us anymore. Here's what you need to know about God. He changeth not. God doesn't change. You need to know that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever, and, and what Jesus said was wrong, what God called was an abomination 50 years ago, doesn't change with culture because we follow a God who still plays by the same set of rules. The kind of life God was for, the kind of life that God blessed a thousand years ago, is the kind of life that he still does. People change, preachers obviously change, even the Pope changes. God doesn't change. And that's who I'm following. Aren't you glad? Aren't you glad that in the midst of a fickle, trendy world that seems to always be in flux, that our life is, is following after, is built on the solid rock, the rock of the ages, a rock that is immovable. And I need that. I, I, I need that in my life. This building doesn't stand very long if the foundation moves, regardless of what has happened, regardless of how I feel, regardless of what mood I'm in, regardless of what sexual desires I have, regardless of what someone thinks, the Bible is my foundation. And it brings me back to a solid position in life that's not in flux and I'm out here floating around all the time. Exodus chapter 18, Moses' instructions. As he was leading God's people, says, teach them God's laws and give them his instructions. Show them how to conduct their lives. Show them how to conduct their lives. That's what this series is all about. It's gonna be showing us how to conduct our lives. Why it is it important for God to say, Moses, teach them how to conduct their lives? Why? Because we don't know how. If we're not taught, 
then we are simply instinct-led. We are, we are simply lust gratification-led if we haven't been taught. No, no, don't do this. Do this. This will work. This won't work. We're going to teach a certain conduct that's required by God. Why? Because that's what God's Word says. And I, I've said this over and over, and I guess I'll just say it a bazillion more times. I didn't say this. Don't, don't start hollering names at me. I am not the one that came up with this. I didn't say this. This isn't my opinion. I'm just telling you what our Creator said that works in life. The reason we're studying the God kind of life, the reason that's our emphasis right now is we want the members of Christian Ministries Church blessed by God. We want our members empowered by the Holy Spirit. We want the Holy Spirit to well up inside you in the middle of your day. It's not just at church with the lights down low. It's when you're on your job. The power of the Holy Spirit wells up and he gives you peace. He gives you direction. He gives you wisdom in making the right decisions. See, we, we live in a place where we experience the, the leading of the Holy Spirit, where we daily walk in the power of God's presence. And that can only happen as we live obedient to him. We live abiding in him, connected to him. Now, as we look at Ephesians and 1 John, this is not going to be, as I said, a verse-by-verse study of these two letters like we've done. This is going to be a study on the God kind of life as these letters to the church teach us. The more we live our lives the God kind of life, the more empowered we will be, the more we'll experience his leading, the more we'll experience his daily blessings. Uh, A situation happened for me this afternoon. I was told, no, that couldn't happen, and I really was needing it to happen, and it just, the door opened up, and it happened for me. I felt the presence of the Lord going before me and making a way for me in what I do. God just made a path for me. In this introduction of this series, Ephesians 1 starts out by telling us we're blessed with every spiritual blessing. You know, we so focus on a blessing, a blessed life. Boy, he's living a blessed life because he's driving a new car, because of the size of our house, because of the amount of money in our pocket. Boy, that guy's blessed. Well, that guy's blessed. You, you know, that, that's not blessed. That, that not, don't even think for one second that's blessed. Blessed is peace. But blessed is true peace on the inside. Blessed is a joy that you live in. Blessed is the fact that you love your life. I I, I love my life. I love where I work. I love who I work with. I love getting up every morning. I can't hardly wait to go to sleep at night because I'm looking forward to in the morning. That's a blessed life. That's a blessed life. And and, and we got to understand because the world is convinced to be happy. See, I'm very unhappy right now. I need a new car. See, I need, I, I need a new, I, I need a new. Now, the one you have runs good, starts every single time you get in it. 
but I need a 2024. See, we're trying to scratch an itch on the inside. See, getting a 2024 car will somehow bring a satisfaction to me on my insides. It will somehow fulfill me. I'm just unhappy right now. I'm sitting in my house. I look around. There's junk everywhere. This is too small. It's too old. I need a new house. Get me out of this unhappiness that I'm feeling. And so we jump up to get a new house. See, the problem is a new car, a new house, you still have to fight your moods. You, you still have to overcome depression that's on the inside of you. See, you got an unhappy feeling on the inside of you. And so many live their life right here. Just it's going to the, the, just the next job, the next house, the next. See, because there's a I'm looking for stuff on the outside to do something for me in a problem that I'm having on the inside. And I, I need a new wife. I need a new husband. This one is not meeting my needs. They're not make. I'm not happy in my marriage. So I'm going to get me six different wives. You just keep on because I'm not happy in my marriage. Just get another one. Just get, see, I'm not, I'm just not happy. It's impossible for a mate to make you happy. See, that's a work that the Holy Spirit does on the inside of you. And when you're right with God, when you are right with God, then you can love your mate, enjoy your mate. See, you, you can get in your car and say, God, thank you for this car. I, I enjoy the vehicle that I drive when I'm right with God. See, I walk a house. I love my home when I'm right with God. I love the situation that I'm in, in my job, with my coworkers. See, I love the community that I live in. See, I love going to the bank and they just looking out the window and waving, hey, Tim, how are you? See, I, I like where we live, but that comes from being right with God on the inside. When you're obedient to God, you feel good on the inside. When you're disobedient to God, you're not going to feel good on the inside. And so you spend all of your energy trying to feel good with something on the outside. You can write this down. Unhappy is an inside problem. It's not an outside problem. Your house keeps you out of the weather. Your car starts every day. That's not a problem. You have an inside problem, a spiritual deficiency. And when you're living the God kind of life, he has blessed us in all spiritual blessings. Unhappy is an inside problem. God ha Ephesians starts out by saying, God has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Now, a key for us in life is learning to recognize an inside problem versus an outside problem. I'm happy. I'm loving my life. I'm blessed. Life is great. I'm at peace. I love my job. I love my church. But now I got a truck with over 200,000 miles on it. They just tell me I need a new transmission. That's $4,000. Already it's using oil, and I know in the back of my mind I got to have a new engine. 
That's going to be 8,000. Oh, okay, so all of a sudden, me driving this old truck is going to cost me more than me driving a new truck. A new truck will be cheaper than this old truck. See, this is an outside problem, and so there is an outside fix to that problem. And there are outside problems with vehicles, with houses, with stuff that you fix with an outside fix. But the problem I'm talking about is we're constantly trying to fix an inside problem with outside stuff. That's the problem that we're in. I'm unhappy. I'm unhappy with the teachers here. There's two of the teachers I can't stand. I don't like the principal here. I sure enough can't get along with the basketball coach. I got to change my school, okay? The problem is not this school. The problem is your attitude. Now, you can go to the next 10 schools. You can change coaches three times every ball season. See, and you got an inside problem, but I'm leaving this school. I'm going to get me into, and, and we see it all the time. I hate that you're leaving, but it ain't going to be any better over there for you than it is right here. You got an inside, see, I, I hate this job. I'm unhappy with this job. Have you noticed you've been unhappy with the last six? And in the last five years, you've had six different jobs. See, it's not an outside job problem. You've got an inside problem, and it's called disobedience to God. We're not living the God kind of life. And so we're changing marriages, changing churches, changing schools, changing jobs, changing body parts, trying to wear uh, the opposite sex clothes. I, see, I'm trying to fix an inside problem with outside stuff. It never works. It never works because you're not addressing the real problem. The real problem is understanding a God kind of life and getting in obedience to him. See, God takes care of inside problems. Now there's a clause. There is a because in verse three. Because we are united, united with him. We're united. I looked up that word, the dictionary. United says to make as one. We are one with Christ. We're living our life one with him. Reminded me of, of John chapter 15. I'm the vine. You're the branch. We remain connected with one another. And for us to be blessed as we desire to be, as we pray that the members of this church are, we've got to be one with Christ. And that's impossible when you're in disobedience to him. You're living a life that's not the God kind of life. Therefore, you're experiencing inside problems and they're manifesting themselves in all of this stuff that we're doing. Changing here, moving there, going there, cutting this off, sewing this on, putting these clothes on, wearing our hair. See, we're trying to, we're doing everything we can outside to fix. I, I ain't right with God. I'm just, I'm not. God calls for a oneness in Christ, and that's an obedience to him living a God kind of life. So when God's word says, don't act like this, don't engage in that, don't do this, we're not united with him if we're living in that kind of lifestyle. It's very plain. So there's going to be unhappiness on the inside that we live our life trying to fix with outside means. Now, for all of those who have loved ones, and we all do, 
that are not in obedience to the Lord, not living the God kind of life, here's what you got to know. That life won't work. Now, I, I would really be a little bit more worried if what they were doing was going to make them really happy, if what they were doing was really going to make them enjoy their life, if it's going to bring great peace and joy, but it brings misery. And sooner or later, it's so, I, some point in time, see, I... The, the Bible says, and I've, I've been thinking about this, the word never returns void. You know why? Because when you get out from under the word, you're miserable. So you will return to the word that's been put in you at some point in your life. The word doesn't return void. How does that, why, how do I know that the word will never return void? Because you won't ever be happy. You're at some point. See, your loved ones have the word of God in them. And at some point, just like, and you go, go read the prodigal son story in Luke 15. All the money is gone. Eating with the pigs in that pig pen. At some point, you say to yourself, I'm going home. I'm going back to my father's house. At some point, you say that. And I don't know how old that will be. At some point, you say, this is not working for me. How am I so assured? Because I said it. Come on. This life is not working for me. Josh tried. It didn't work. It didn't, it, if it would have worked, he'd still be doing it. That life does not work. Now, here's what I want to make sure we understand. This is vital. It's vital that our church not fold with culture. It's vital that our church hold to a standard that pleases God. It's vital that our parents in this church hold to a standard that pleases God so that we are here for them to come back to, and they will. You can write it down. Now, you got to see this. As you go back and look at that, the father did not go eat pig slop with the son. The father didn't say, I want to make sure I keep my relationship with him. I want to make sure I keep the lines of communication open. So I'm going to approve of his lifestyle and I'm going to sit with him in the pig slop. No, the father stayed doing just exactly what he was doing. Still in the same place he was. It says the son came to his senses and he came home. This church will still be here for all of those that get tired of the life that they're living. Now, when you think about this, what would have happened, where would the son have gone if he went back to the father's house and it wasn't intact? If he went back to the father's house and all of the father's house was eaten with the pigs and now living wildlife, where would he be? See, we are not squandering our lives in wild living here. Why? Because we're still gonna be intact doing exactly what we were so that the lost have a place to come back to, and they will. All, and, and I've got to, I, I know this. All of those who just harass us on all social media pages, all of those who call us mean and insensitive and intolerant, and all of these names and criticize all that we've done and all that we've said, I, I already know. When they get to the end of their rope, 
when they get to the low of the low points, whenever they get sick and tired of being sick and tired, we're going to be right here doing what we've always done. And there's not one of those that we won't welcome with open arms. All the criticism they've given us, all the hate that they've spewed out for us, we'll be right here and we'll be the first to put our arms around them and say, my son's come home. Come on in, repent, and turn your life around, and we're going to be here still holding that standard for the loss to come back to. That's what it's talking about. We've been blessed in every spiritual blessing. I'm going to just say this over and over again because we've got to know this. The God kind of life works. Disobedience to that life never has, and it never will, and it can't. So Ephesians chapter 1 To be blessed, we are united with Christ, and that's where we stay. Ephesians chapter 1 tells us God is rich in kindness. He's rich in grace. He showed his kindness to us along with the wisdom and understanding that he's given us. Now, now hold on. Let's stop right here and look what Ephesians teaches us. Who has he done this for? Who has he showed this richness, this kindness. Who has he done this for? We go back to verse one and he does that for his holy people. His, careful, we don't get caught reading the blessings of God in scripture that we don't go back and look, who, is the, who are those blessings to? Who are those blessings for? Chapter one, verse one, holy people. His faithful followers, the church. The church at Ephesus. See, that's us. Holy people, faithful followers in the church, those that are living the pagan life are not blessed with every spiritual blessing. They're living a cursed life. That's a life of misery. It's an inside problem that can't be fixed with physical outside solutions. Now, Ephesians chapter one goes on to say, furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we are made as one with him, we've received an inheritance. Now, I'm a family member. And there are many of us in here that understand this because we are much closer to, literally, we're much closer to to brothers and sisters in this church than we are really with blood-related family that we don't have a oneness in Christ with. We're just much closer. Uh, there, there are relatives that I didn't talk to in 20 years when I talk to many of you on a daily basis. We're texting and talking because, there, see, there's a connection with the body of Christ that you don't have in the world. There's a connection. Why? Because we're family. We received an inheritance. Obedience to the rules of the family makes you a part of the blessings of that family. And we are here for all of those to come back to. If the church loses its way, then there is no standard for the lost to come back to. The son or the daughter can leave the family and they can live a rebellious life against the principles of the family. And and they're still a son. The son was never not the father's son. The son was the son. The problem was he didn't experience the blessings of that family. He wasn't in a warm house. He didn't have plenty to eat. He was not protected. He was not cared for. He's still a son. He just had any benefits of it. I want our church members receiving the benefits of our inheritance, 
I'm a child of God, and I'm not walking away from my blessed life. See, I'm a child of God, but I want to live the God kind of life. Uh, the, the food in the pig pen don't suit me. It just is not the kind of life that lures me. Chapter 1 of Ephesians tells us our hearts are flooded with light, and we understand the confident hope that he has given to his holy people. Ephesians tells us the incredible greatness of God's power for those who believe in him. The Bible tells us that we're lying if we say, I believe God, and we disobey his commandments. That, that doesn't work. For those who obey the God kind of life, there is a, I want you to get this, a greatness of his power. And then verse 19 and 20, I, I love this. That same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in heavenly places. I'm telling you, I, I, I'm, I'm getting more and more aware of God's power that's available to me. And there is a power that I want to live in for life. That those who don't live a God kind of life are just out there on their own. And I'd hate to deal with daily life and what all life brings on my own. Every day, rough times hit. Stress comes, pressure comes. Things go that don't, don't suit you. But there is an inside of us, a God kind of life that is a, that Ephesians teaches is a power source. That power that raised Christ from the dead is available for your daily life, for your daily life. And, and we don't have to wait to an extreme crisis in our life to call on the power of God in our daily life. I, I, I want to sense the presence of God throughout my day. I want to experience daily his power uh, I, because I feel like folding or I feel like falling apart. I feel like twisting off. I, I, man, I, I just start, the temper starts coming up. I start getting red and I, and, and I feel God's presence. Calm, you, you need to get a hold of yourself right here. Just calm down. Just, okay, take a deep breath and calm down. I just, I sense the presence of the Lord is I'm just, I'm starting to boil on. Okay, now hold on. Hold on. I'm a child of God. I, I'm, I, hold on. The pastor doesn't need to be on the front page of the paper. Okay, now just get a hold of yourself right now. See, an obedience to a God kind of life positions us for living in his power. Ephesians chapter 1 tells us, and I love this. God chooses us in him before the foundations of the world. Wow. Now, now, we in our finite minds have a hard time wrapping our mind around an infinite God who sees the beginning from the end. And, and when, here's what I want you to see. When, when, when you read this in, in Ephesians chapter 1, before the foundations of the world, we're following a God that nothing that happens to you catches him off guard. And when this totally blindsides me, when I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm mowed over, oh my gosh, you take a deep breath and you say to yourself, this did not catch God off guard. This does not catch God off guard. 
God has been getting me ready. He's been getting the answer for me ready. God's will and God's purpose is there. Now, with a clear mind, a clear head, I need to take a deep breath and say, God, walk me through what your will is for me in this situation that you already saw coming for me. See, the God kind of life has a God that before the foundations of the world was going before you, and nothing catches my God off guard, and he's not prepared to handle it for me. That's where I want to live. That's where I want to live. And, and no pleasure, no feel good, nothing this culture has to offer me is better than knowing I am living the God kind of life that nothing catches him off guard. God, I'm putting my hand in your hand and I'm following you. Church, I hate, I'd hate to live life out there on my own. Life's hard. Daily life is tough. Dealing with life is tough. I'd hate to be out there on my own. God is not caught off guard before the foundations of the world. He knew you. God prepares a path for you. Now, he sees the beginning from the end. Why would you want to live a different kind of life? Y'all stand. Lord, tonight we're just grateful for, for your preparation ahead of time for all that we're facing, all that we're going to face, all that we're going to walk through. You go before us as we live our life obedient to you, as we live your kind of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.